0: for something to put a smile back on your face just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place you need a partner for the ride because everybody needs a climb to so set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience.
1: Are you ready to slay another day? So are we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jessica Sterling. I am in mourning. I am
2: so upset for Darla's death. I was like, you know what? I've decided. (laughs) Fuck. Buffy and all those other jokes. I am full on Darla and daddy vamps. Like I think I'm just going to go over to the dark side. I'm fine with that. I don't mind being a little evil. That's okay. I got Slytherin on that stupid Pottermore test a few times. I'm good, but um, Darla's dead. And now what's the point of living to be honest with you?
1: Yeah, that's really fair. Really devastating moment here to lose Darla, AKA Rita from Dexter um, I really liked her as a character, especially finding out everything that's going on between her and Angel. I was like, that yes, was so juicy, so spicy. We have some major, major reveals this episode. Um, and of course, we're not alone because it is Guestapalooza up in these parts. And we have a guest every episode here for Buffy. Uh, and so this week is no different. Today, we are trying, I just realized his name on our recording software. <laughs> We are joined today by someone who is a really big Buffy fan, really excited to talk about this episode. Kevin Mahadeo. Kevin, how are you?
3: Oh my God. I'm so excited to be here. Jess, Sarah, ever since you you both mentioned this to me, I have been like, I'm gonna come on for so many episodes. I you asked me which episode this season. I sent you a list of this ep, like a list for this season and a list for season two, just to yep. get ahead of the curve. And I am happy to be on all of them. I love the show and I'm so excited that you both have never seen this and are experiencing it yeah. for the first time. Mm-hmm. And like, I have to ask because, like, just existing in this world, did I, did you know? Did you know about the angel situation?
1: I, no idea. No. I think in that's fact i think on the podcast insane. that we even we had even said like oh he's an angel he's gonna sprout we, wings oh my yeah. god this no is we incredible. thought
2: that he was my theory was that he was a uh, a guardian angel like i thought that's he right was, like, that's literally right. a guardian angel and that yeah that there was like some sort of like celestial uh uh persuasion for angel i did not know that he was a vampire
1: um, I thought to the point where I thought the scene when we first when they kiss and then he gets vampire face. Literally, I thought it was a dream sequence. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna wake <laughs> up!" Like, I, yeah, know, I had no idea. I screamed. So incredible! I'm
3: so like this is so exciting for me to like experience this because like this is something I watched like as it was happening because <laughs> I was so into the show and it's so my jam. Like I'm a vampire lunatic and uh like this happening i've known obviously since what 1998 mm-hmm. um so like having something like you guys experience it for the first time is so incredible because also there's just so much you don't know then <laughs> like there's so many things you don't know and it's gonna be yeah. very very hard for me to not spoil things so i'm gonna do my best we to, believe like, in not you. talk yeah, about you the things that are gonna happen. Uh, yeah oh my gosh this is well
1: we're really excited to have you on kevin because you were you were like very very excited especially for this episode it is a very big episode like not only for the angel reveal but it feels like there's a lot of lore that is dropped in this episode as well um we have like again rest in peace dear darla um love her as a character really sad to see her gone this early I I don't know Sarah I was kind of expecting Darla to be at least around for the full first season and like maybe we'd lose her in the second season I
2: like I said I just have no will to live anymore I really just want daddy vamps to just take me away
1: (laughs) take you away put you in the blood puddle call it a day (laughs)
2: <laughs> I want to go into the blood jacuzzi and just drown. <laughs> to be honest
3: with you, drown me, Daddy Vampire. Yeah, one? drown or me, Daddy.
2: Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there was a lot of a lot of stuff this episode, and I was shocked by pretty much literally all of it, especially the big name reveal. This felt like uh, when you have a and D character. And you mm-hmm. say that your D D character is one name, and then like it has like a secret longer name. Uh, yeah.
3: This,
2: so Kevin Angel's John. not just Angel. Kevin, how do you pronounce this this name?
3: It's Angelus. Is, Angelus. Is, yes. Uh, which <laughs> will be an important name, I will say as this show continues.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let's let's dive right into it. Um, also, uh, for those who weren't paying attention, I I was conspicuously absent last episode. I apologize. I was really not feeling well. I had my first cold since like pre-COVID times and it hit me like a Mack truck. It was not a fun time. So thank you, Sarah, Tom, and Adam for holding down the fort. Um, Gotta say, of all the episodes to miss, wasn't sad to miss the pack. Uh, Didn't like it, didn't care for it, thought it was stupid, hate Xander. That's pretty much all I have to say on that episode. What do you think <laughs> about hyenas though? Um, I mean, We're I feel like- hyenas had a moment like during the lion king era Mm -hmm. um and maybe they were like capitalizing off of that but again don't name your episode the pack if you're not gonna give me werewolves okay like can we just all agree to that if you were like a supernatural show and you're gonna name your episode the pack maybe throw in a werewolf you know, it's too that,
3: early. That's, that's like episode five. They can't throw werewolves in there. Yeah. This I mean it's soon. a
1: monster of the week show. Like it's there had True. a bug lady. Like we could have had a werewolf, you know? <laughs> but that's like a it's kind of like you don't bring in big
2: Bigfoot. You save it for the like the seventh inning. You know, right, well, we yeah. better
1: have werewolves maybe season two then. Um but uh but let's get into season 1 episode 7 Angel. Uh and we start off with we have Daddy Vamps hanging out with little baby Colin who is his um what what the heck do they call him? The he's anointed. like the chosen one. The anointed, that's right. <laughs> uh kid. And like this little kid, he's just like throwing stones. He's still a little kid, I guess, uh even though he has been transformed. He's he reminds me of this is very like Interview with a Vampire, right Sarah, like <laughs> the a kirsten dunst character right Ooh. Yeah. this kid's a little fuck
2: already i'm yeah. telling you he turned into a vampire and then a week later he's talking with like a deep voice and is like throwing like rocks at darla's head i am going to tell you <laughs> this kid's disrespectful you are you might be the anointed one but you're not on the top of the vampire uh
1: well no we we know that like daddy vamps loved that one guy that got killed early on Lucas now Lucas now his fave is Darla right and every time he loses one of his favorites he like mourns the loss of them daddy vamps is very close with all his underlings and Darla is like "Let, let me kill Buffy for you please please daddy let me kill her for you He's a so very much,
3: generous man. He's so much daddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause he's daddy vamps. And he's like, you know what? No, instead I'm going to send three bozos who maybe possibly can get the job done. But like, I don't know, Kevin, in my opinion, I feel like daddy vamps is doing this all wrong. I feel like he, you send your strongest out because you're just going to lose these like weak ass minions. Every time you're sending the, like you got to send a strong ass woman to get this job done. And these three bozos aren't going to do it.
3: I mean, yes, but, like, he does that, and it also goes badly. So I think he was just <laughs> trying to be like, oh, no, I don't want to lose Darla. So he's trying to hold back, and he calls these three, called to three, which is... If you're going to name your group something, I feel like they could have tried a little bit harder than just – We all know yeah. you're three. never
1: you're never supposed to name it after a number because if you lose yeah. one, then you're the three, the two of you. That's stupid, yeah. you know?
3: We're the formal, um, former three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, Sarah, at the bronze, apparently
3: – I can't.
1: There is this – you, you would hate this. There's this annual tradition this where is... they kill the cockroaches, and if you bring a roach to the bar, you get a free drink. This is revolting. Just hire
2: some exterminators. It's fine. Sometimes I guess it costs like $50 a month, but it gets the job done. This is the worst party that I've ever heard of. Like how in the world are they getting their uh, patrons to come and kill cockroaches for them? I'm disgusted.
1: Well, especially because they're these are non alcoholic drinks, Kevin. Like these are, Ex- I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill a cockroach are, for like a $2 a- Coke. Are you kidding? No, right. Jess. Just- Ex-
3: that's what I was gonna say, like, the craziest thing about the bronze, always, for me, like, as a kid, it's obviously just like, this is the coolest thing ever, and then I became an adult, so I'm like, those don't exist, because, like, what yeah. is this, like, ah, uh, yes, you know, the very popular, uh, underage club that everyone is allowed to go to, yeah. and everyone in town knows about, and it's just totally fine, like, Absurd premise of a place.
2: I think that they just serve them underage. I'm thinking. I I <laughs> used to go. I used to go to a bar when I was a teenager, and they served you underage. And we would just go, and we would go to the bar, and we get served, and we just lived our best lives. The bar now is closed. It no longer is in business. It got but, I think it got raided. <laughs> but I'm telling you that bar in Jersey back in 2006 was the place to be
3: i mean that's the thing i guess it would be so that's why they make money it's a place to be even though you're getting that's what it is you have to bring cockroaches in this is disgusting
2: i would rather die like why is this something that everybody's excited to go to I am just disgusted. And then like there's jelly beans on the table, which is too close to the shape of cockroaches. The whole thing is just very (laughs) gross. And by the way, we just had a whole ass episode about the bug lady. Why yeah. are we on bugs? No more bugs. If we it was love me, bugs. If it was me, I would say I am anti-bug. No more bugs. Like, no, we're done.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: But uh, It over... doesn't seem
1: to bother, like, pretty much anybody, at least anybody who's there. Okay, None well, of them maybe, care.
2: Maybe I'm a press. I don't know what to say. No,
1: I'm with you in that. Like, I don't think I would seek out a place that is offering, like, a crush a cockroach, get a free drink. Because I would be like, I don't want anything you're serving.
3: Yeah, who knows what's in that thing from <laughs> exactly. everyone squashing cockroaches. Just
1: some bugs. Yeah. Over but a um a bowl
2: of jelly beans, we have girl talk though.
1: Yeah, it's okay, it's boy talk time. And Buffy is talking about how, like, ugh, I really like Angel, but he's never around. He only shows up to give like cryptic messages. But she says when he's around, it's like the lights dim everywhere else. Oh, swoon for Angel. <laughs> And we get like Willow with the like, oh yeah, Xander's so dreamy. And I'm like, shut up, Willow. He's not. He's actually not.
3: I have to ask about this because like this is, this is so, this is like one of the most fascinating pieces of Buffy discourse that goes on. Because when I watched the show at the time, and at the time, Xander was liked. Like, yeah. He was a liked character. And I think he is a character, he is such a character of his time period yeah. because yeah. there was an era where people like me identified a lot with him. And then obviously as cultural awareness shifts and has grown and I've become less of that and more of a better thing, uh, but other people haven't, it has become very aware of what type of person he is and the toxicity of it. So it's really fascinating to see people like, you all who are watching it for the first time and being like, Xander sucks! Because, like, at the time, yeah. he was like, oh, man, Xander's so cool. He's just, like, he's a nerdy guy. But, like, you're not wrong. It's just very fascinating to, like, watch yeah. this transition.
1: He's just not a character that ages well. Like, he it's 2024, and his, like... His jealousy, his constant jealousy over Angel doesn't age well. He's like very uh just like a horny teenage boy, which is fine, but also doesn't always age well depending on like what he's saying. So generally, I'm just I'm not a fan, especially after last episode, right? Like to me, those were all of Xander's like feral gross teenage boy instincts just mm-hmm. coming to the forefront. And it was not attractive. <laughs>
2: Yeah, for me, like any man that looks like he would go to Woodstock 99 is somebody that I do not want to associate with. And I know that Xander would go to Woodstock 99 and start like throwing down merch stands. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to deal with that in my everyday life.
3: Yeah, it's a pretty fair assessment. Um, the The other thing I was going to ask about, and I'm curious about this because Buffy's line reminded me. I used to joke about this all the time um about angel where it's like he just comes in says something cryptic and pieces out do you guys do you guys know tuxedo mask is that a is that a thing? From sailor moon yes the, absolutely angel is tuxedo mask yes, like he yes. just shows up except yes. he's wearing a rose down he's just like buffy such a such a such i'll see you yes. later and then he goes <laughs> okay <laughs> yes entire shtick. it's so i funny.
2: loved sailor moon when i was like when i was younger and yeah, yeah like yep. obviously, Tuxedo that st- 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 was like the it boy. He
1: was like so yep. hot because it is. I c- I could see how Buffy is frustrated though because like he literally shows up, says one thing to her. It's always super cryptic. It's never very helpful, and then he just pieces out. And it's like, of course you're gonna be in love with that guy because he's broody and he's mysterious and he's cute. I mean, I'm in love with him. Yeah, like I, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like I'm like Xander. All- <laughs> uh no who's always available he's always around he's dancing Mm -hmm. he's bumping into people he calls cordelia a hooker and i'm just like she is a hooker
3: (laughs) cordelia is pretty mean at a certain point you you sort of gotta be mean to the mean person too
2: yeah Um,
1: that's that's the way to go yeah, but Buffy is like not having it. She's not feeling well. She's like, "All right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna head out for the night." Uh, and so she starts walking uh, down like you know deep dark alleyways. Uh, she senses she's being followed, but doesn't see anything until she's confronted with th- the three the three vampires who try to like basically they because they they're overpowering her. There's three of them, you know. But luckily she wasn't wrong, and Angel is there to help out and kind of come to her rescue a little bit. Um. uh but. He gets injured in the process. So Buffy's like, okay, come on, come on, Angel. Let me nurse you back to hell.
2: I love that Buffy is interested in the medical arts. I think that she would make such a good nurse. I would totally dress Angel's wounds, make him feel really good, and just treat him to a great night. At my house.
1: I mean, this is how. <laughs> this is a good. This is a really good move, Kevin. Okay, because one, we know the vampires cannot enter her abode unless invited, right? So, like, this is an easy way to escape them is going into your own house and then being like, "Oops, angel, I guess we're trapped here for the night."
2: Yeah. <laughs> what it- rule is this, by the way, Kevin? Because like you can answer yeah. that, but also like, yeah, okay, so only invited vampires. This was a thing in True your Blood. House.
1: Was this a thing this in is, Twilight
3: too? Uh, Twilight, no. But like vampire lore across the board, yes. Like this is a thing okay. that's been around. Um, there's lots of like stuff about it, like religious connotations and everything. But the lore for vampires are vampires can't enter unless invited. Um, and this is something that is in the Buffyverse full canon. If you're a vampire, <laughs> you cannot enter a, a a house that is owned by a person unless you are invited in there's this is a spoiler in the future there's a hilarious moment where a vampire tries to enter someone's house and they just keep bouncing off a barrier and it's just like <laughs> let me in let me in and it's just very funny so then, um, i remember
1: that happened on true blood where like they would revoke an invitation and it would look like a big yes. gust of wind was just like pushing them
0: in my mind
2: there is no problem there is no vampire problem then just stop inviting people to your house sure if you want to be that would involve you never
1: leaving your home though (laughs)
3: yeah
2: which i don't do
1: now but back then i left my house a lot
3: they have to go to the bronze
1: (laughs) they do they have to go squish some cockroaches at the bronze
3: uh Uh, i (laughs) i will say real quick on on that note though this will be important um the idea like in true blood it is like you are no longer welcome here is enough to like pull them back out of the room That is not going to be the case here. Like, there are very interesting rules in the Uh, Buffyverse about it, but like vampire invitations are a huge, huge thing. Also, by the way, Sarah, to your note about like invite Angel over, let me dress your wounds, girl same. Because again, yeah, I'm a big angel fan. I I chose this episode. (laughs) because i really 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 like this character but also just like lore galore but yeah uh i was like this is a good one because there's like some good stuff in there
2: (laughs)
1: yeah he um we got a gift because he undresses yes i was gonna say especially (laughs) because it's like ooh, is it is it your rock hard abs that are cut angel please take your shirt off and we see very mysterious like bird looking tattoo right where a wing would normally be and again i was like okay his name is angel he has a bird on his back where a wing would be birds have wings boom angel yeah i know
2: i was patting myself on the back i was like i'm ready like i am ready to see his halo i'm yeah i'm just ready um okay so she is uh dressing the wounds her mom comes home and her mom is like hi Older gentlemen, what are you doing here? And I think this is the first time we've acknowledged that angel, does not look
1: 16 well that's never really the thing is is they never said how old angel is we literally have no idea what he even does and we find like it makes a lot of sense now that he's only coming around at night right because Mm -hmm. he can't come out during the day The clues are all
3: there mr snowman
1: (laughs) yeah like we've never we never knew his age or what he did but apparently he's older and buffy tries to tell her mom like oh he's like my tutor uh and she's like Well, Buffy, it's a little late for tutoring now, isn't it? Uh, And I love this trick from Buffy to pretend to walk Angel out, just open and close the door, and then be like, okay, come on upstairs. (laughs) This is so obvious. This is like the- Very teenager, though. Yes, this is like the
2: oldest trick in the book. This is like- the thing where you're, like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs now, and, like, you, like, do the steps on the Mm -hmm. steps, and then you, like, stop and wait to hear, like, your parents talking shit about you, or is that just me? I'm not quite sure, but it (laughs) happens. It happens! Like, you're just, like, listening in. Um, So they, she... Why? Okay, so is she inviting Angel over for the night? Because she's worried about her own safety? No, about his I, safety. His safety. Because, like, that, I was going to say, that's not very boy. puffy of her to yeah. be like, I'm no, worried about No, she doesn't want to send
1: him back out because she knows that the three can't enter her home. So he has to stay with her. That way he's kept safe. And mm-hmm. I will just say, Kevin, Angel is, in fact, quite the gentleman because – Unlike Xander, when Buffy says "turn around while I change," he doesn't sneak a peek in a mirror.
3: <laughs> he does not. He is. I mean, to be fair, he is 240 years old, so he has a lot of uh, experience in terms very of like being very a better gentleman. Value. <laughs> also, yeah. Al- also, like he he is he is from a different time period, like 240 years ago. I will say, um, I don't know when they officially say it but the implication isn't that he's faking 16 he technically again this is an era where it's just like there's 20 something year olds playing yeah, with teenagers yeah. but canonically angel is supposed to be about like 18 19 uh I which figured, is still
1: definitely... still older yeah. if you're 16 year old <laughs> i was thinking he was going to be like 20 ish so that made sense that makes sense to me um but this is when we get our first little bit of information about angel where we find out that like his entire family is dead and that they were uh and Buffy asks like was it from vampires and he says it was sarah In did you of speaking. yeah <laughs> did you have any inkling at this point that no. like I didn't That's think so either. When I just will you I understand like- that I'm stupid as fuck?
2: <laughs> like, when will you get that? No, I didn't think that at this point. I thought that I don't know what I thought. Like, maybe I was like, oh, like maybe this is how. Well, it made sense that he fights vampires
1: because the whole vampires killed his whole family, right? Like that right. all made sense to me.
2: So okay, so wait, so he killed his own family, right? Like he had to have. He right. turned into a vampire and then he's like, I'm going to devour my entire family. I love a man who is emotionally damaged. <laughs>
3: What's wrong with you? Sarah, you've got, let me tell you, girl, you are in for a ride.
2: What <laughs> is, is wrong with you? I, he's an orphan. <laughs> he's killed his own family. He has a tragic past. He's 200 years yeah. old. Like, I am seeing no red flags. He's, he's cursed, a
3: vampire. We <laughs> That's and a, a different
1: flag. vampire. Oh my. a different
3: type of vampire. He is a, a different type. Yeah. But he does,
1: and this was interesting to me because Like Angel, again, is so broody and so like cryptic, one sentence kind of guy that and like we we've talked about this. We all had that guy or person in high school that was like so quiet and never said anything. You're like, oh, my God, he's still waters run deep. And like secretly, he probably was thinking nothing. Um, But Angel, it turns out that when you get him alone in your bedroom, he starts spouting off compliments. He's like he tells Buffy she looks pretty even when she's going to sleep. Like oh angel, that's <laughs> such a good
2: compliment. I mm-hmm. just want to be told I'm pretty when I'm sleeping. That's all I want.
1: Uh, and he's a he's a, a gentleman. uh He he likes offers to floor. sleep. Yeah, on the floor because on he a doesn't comforter. sleep. It
2: doesn't matter to him. He doesn't sleep, right? Yeah, Correct.
3: Um, that that that's was awesome. the, that was the twist there <laughs> that yeah. in retrospect, you're just like, oh, he doesn't yeah. actually have to, does he?
1: And I loved this like little girl talk that happens the next day between um, Buffy and Willow where they're like, oh, my God, he's such a gentleman. He didn't even try to make a move. And nasty ass Xander is like, this is a ploy. He's just a raunchy, horny man like me. This is all. He's mm-hmm. just doing it to impress you just i can't with
2: that. and it's working wow what isn't it incredible when you act like a decent human it mm-hmm. actually works like it's not an act because he's actually it's actually working yeah um xander needs maybe xander needs to get some advice from angel instead of knocking him all the time
3: <laughs> that's not how xander works
1: <laughs> no yeah yeah uh, but Giles, it has been working hard at work for like six hours. Ah, uh, he's trying to figure. He's like, he's like, okay, you encountered the three. They're warrior vampires. Um, and he's like, oh,
3: by their armor. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Giles says, obviously, you're pissing the master off because Daddy Vamps doesn't just send these guys out for nothing. Like, we're gonna need to train even harder. Uh, so now we know, okay, great. So Buffy's going to have to do some more training and I have to say, Kevin, I'm pretty impressed with Buffy's like physical abilities. I feel like Giles is being a bit tough on her.
3: So, I mean, she is pretty, like she comes tougher, right? Cause like it's part of the slayer ability. She's stronger. She's faster. She heals faster and things like Mm -hmm. that. But like these guys are pretty tough and the master's going to be pretty tough. So he's trying to just, you know, make sure she's ready um because uh you know he doesn't want his he has he has a job watch the slayer make sure she does not die he is the watcher and so like you know he's being a little bit hard also i know you girls are very like daddy vamps daddy giles over here are you like oh people
1: love giles yes
3: yes (laughs) i am huge giles fan uh, who is obviously in his like uber bookish phase right now, still like in a in, of a certain type. Um, and then, uh, he never changes from that. But I feel like uh, this actor also Anthony Stewart Head definitely gets more distinguished somehow as he gets Ooh. older. He's in Ted Lasso mm-hmm. as well, and he's great uh, oh. in there. Um, but like, yeah, I'm I'm a huge Giles fan, so I'm I'm on Team Daddy Giles as opposed to Daddy Vamps over there.
2: My issue with Giles has just been he's a little like his his teachings bore me to tears i don't wow. i don't yes, but do remember when he
1: complimented the bug teacher and he was like oh she has really solid proportions or whatever that was funny. And I, that's that's when i swooned yeah. when daddy giles gives out a really a no. silly bookish compliment swoon you know swoon he had you there um i love that talking about
2: Daddy Vams, Mr. Master, he is so kind to Darla that Darla gets to live out her fantasies and kill a bunch of randos. And like I feel like that's so generous because he could have done it, but he let Darla do it. Which is and he was like little anointed boy, watch and learn. Watch and learn. He's a a teaching moment. He's such a good teacher. And I just appreciate. (laughs) everything that he does for us mm-hmm. um and for his favorites but darley gets to kill the three people um yeah they I, sat, they
1: give their lives because they failed at at getting buffy yep
2: and that is what I say it sucks to suck um yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is training time which is such a good time and the, the, this closet has so many tools locked up in the sex dungeon closet uh where the yeah. where the, uh so many tools and she wants to learn with the crossbow but she is not um that is like an advanced thing so she has to start
1: with uh if this the, is bullshit the, the giant sticks what's the I giant feel sticks
0: like-
3: called? Yeah.
1: i think that she should be able to learn with a ranged weapon like first of all a crossbow comes in handy when you're attacking from range and like I just think she should learn to use all the weapons, Giles. Why are you holding out? Because you you, you had to start off with the quarter staff, and
2: then you work up to the crossbow, Jessica.
3: Yeah. Crossbows take a lot of aim and like close quarters combat, quicker to learn when you're the, the slayer. Like she doesn't have super accuracy. Like that's not one of her skills. Yeah. So like yeah. if if she misses That could be disastrous for someone else, quite possibly Giles. So I think he's trying to just...
2: Also, I think that the quarterstaff is so smart because you can have a dual state quarterstaff spin that shit around and hit somebody like... From the left, and then hit somebody on the right, and then you'd kill two vampires. That is yeah. amazing.
1: That's fair, especially because we know Buffy's like a huge fan of the kicky, punchy, like acrobatic style of fighting. Yeah, she could like easily. <gasps> okay, okay. We see her do. You know how she loves to do a cartwheel, cartwheel with the stick. Yeah, as she's like twirling it. We, you know, there's that's so much totally potential. Um, I think that she
2: already had training with the quarterstaff because she kind of like knocks it out of the park and then he says that maybe she is ready for the crossbow.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know, Kevin, I feel like Daddy Giles really should have worn a little bit more protective gear when fighting Buffy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, he did his best. Him in that outfit also cracks me up. Like the because, helmet thing. Because, yeah, <laughs> but, like he has to, right? Because like she yeah. hits very hard, and so he has to just wear this protection so he doesn't get the shit kicked out of him worse. Which is yeah. very funny to me because she is legitimately just beating on an older man.
1: Uh, but Buffy is like all too happy to get home to Angel. Um and she brought. I love she says, "I brought you a plateless dinner." It's like a ziploc baggie of food. <laughs> like he's some kind of dog. Um, and he's not going to eat
2: it anyway. Jessica, it doesn't matter. No, I know he only likes blood.
1: Um, um I love
2: but- the double sleepover moment. Not one sleepover, but two sleepovers. A double sleepover.
1: Well, that's the thing. I guess, right, we know her mom works at, like, an art gallery, so I guess she wasn't home, meaning, like, she wouldn't be hearing him moving around or anything like that. Um, But, I mean, and we also find out he hid in the closet when her mom came into her room, which makes sense because he can't see the sunlight. But I also really love this moment, Kevin, where he says that he read a little bit and she sees her diary out and she's like, how dare you read my diary? Especially because we know that she wrote all about him in it.
3: I mean, that's it just goes back to that what you were saying right about the gentlemanliness and like if you think about it like she's probably been around mostly do she do she's been around xander's and i guarantee you xander would have read her diary Mm -hmm. like i i think it's such an instinctual thing to just be like you read my diary that like it's pulling from real trauma uh so like totally she would have written about him like a maniac in there and like had a panic moment because like the wrong guy, which is sadly, most guys absolutely would have done that.
1: I especially love that um, she she says, uh, you don't even know uh, what I was writing about. Hunk can mean a lot of things. <laughs> and I didn't say your eyes were penetrating. I said they were bulging.
2: <laughs> it's very smooth. I'm not going to lie. I think that is so inconspicuous. He had no idea that was really about her.
1: And he says that, oh, no, it was your mom who, like, moved your diary. And then I was thinking, well, then Buffy's mom definitely has read her diary. Yeah, of course.
2: (laughs) Well, then Buffy's mom knows that she's a slayer and she shouldn't be keeping a secret Um, anymore.
3: That's a good point. If she's written about that in there, then the mom probably has not read that diary.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe the mom has respect. Um, So... I mean, <laughs> Joyce,
3: listen, spoiler. Joyce Summers, great mom. So. <laughs>
2: oh, is that I her name?
3: Have they not said it yet? It's Joyce.
1: They definitely <laughs> said Joyce at one point, but like, I don't feel like we've paid enough attention because she hasn't really been a main reactor like, yeah. in we, anything we, yet.
2: We don't hang out with moms. Moms are, uh, the mom doesn't do anything for us quite yet.
1: Not yet, no. Not but he yet. does, like, we get this, like, uh, c- a conversation between the two of them where Angel is just like, Oh, like I can't, I can't hang out with you because all I could think about is how badly I want to kiss you. And Yay! she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm older than you. This like can't happen. So I have to go." And Buffy asks, "How much older?" Uh, it was again like very, and he doesn't answer, which again probably should be like a, a flag in our faces. Um, but they get really, really close to each other, and they start kissing, and then suddenly. I don't know where Angel pulls away and has freaking vampire face. And in this moment I was like, Oh, this is a dream sequence. Like Buffy is just like daydreaming about kissing him. Like this isn't actually, I'm so used to these like teen dramas, especially from the nineties, pulling these things where it's only a dream and this wasn't actually their first kiss. So that's what I was thinking in this moment. I was like shocked when the next scene just continues and she didn't wake up from a dream.
3: (laughs) no that's a very valid point i think you're i think you're right that it would in in other stuff she would just wake up because it's like her fantasy of this guy but then the fear of like oh maybe he's a vampire but they're just like nah he a vampire
1: (laughs) yeah and he he's not only a vampire sarah he just leaps out a window he's
2: like ah ooh, sorry boom I okay, so I'm like a little confused what happened here. Was he just like so in his feels that he oh. lost lost the mask that he puts on, the glamour? I think, yeah, and I that, think it's
1: very um I think it's very true blood where when they get turned on, like they turn into vampire face. And uh-huh. so he's like, Oh, Buffy, you make me so horny. Vampire face. Ah, I gotta go.
2: Oh, that is very unfortunate. I'm really well, sorry to hear that. When you get hard, you get ugly. That sucks.
1: Sarah, <laughs> can we also we need to talk about this kiss in terms of um the history? Yeah, we we love to what, talk about teenage kisses on, this is on our shows. What,
2: this is what I'm that's actually right, yeah. interested yeah. in.
1: Okay, uh, David
2: Boreanaz is a very good kisser. I can tell right away that he is it. Now, I have seen Sarah Michelle Gellar kiss before in Cruel Intentions, and she was an excellent kisser in Cruel Intentions. However, I fear that at this point, she was not experienced at TV kissing yet. I'm with you. David Boreanaz picks up a lot of the slack. However, I have hope for her because by the time she gets to Cruel Intentions times a few years after this, she's like a pro. But I think that she needed the intimacy coach because uh, I'm sorry, but my girly was dragging this
1: kiss down. I agree with you. I think she was a little too spastic. I feel like he was giving the right amount of lip movement and head movement. And she was doing the like over the top wild head movement of someone making
2: out on TV. It was a little (laughs) awkward. And I was surprised because I was like, oh, this is going to be like the kiss. And he did. He put in work.
1: Um, Yeah, and Kevin, I have to imagine this was like, this was like a big, this was a big moment for like people watching for the first time. Like people are huge. I have to imagine people are like Buffy and Angel shippers that this was like a very big thing.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. People were very into the Buffy relationship, Buffy Angel relationship and like having them make out at this time. And like, you know, apparently at first, right, seemingly get together is exciting I will say this this really don't culminate so much of what I like about this show. To your point, Jess, about like the, oh, I thought it was going to be a dream. Or like, oh, they're going to get together. It's a great moment. The show, and I will say for the entire series, you, you know, it, it's notorious. Especially Joss Whedon. Talking about the storytelling aspect. Obviously, a lot of shit stuff for outside of this. Um, but like famously is so good at twisting things like taking expectations and curbing it um yeah. and taking stuff away from you and i think this this does that right like it's not a dream he is a vampire they're gonna get together well guess what complication like i think it does a really good job of that so like it is this like if you're watching it people are shipping them and you're just like yeah and then this happens you're like oh well okay now mm, this is interesting and it mm-hmm. adds this like really cool interesting layer to it that said him being a vampire with a soul just really ups that uh ante of just like ship it ship it ship it you know (laughs) like because you can see the potential
1: well yeah and you get Buffy kind of doing this like bargaining Sarah right where the next day Mm. she's meeting with the crew and she's like but can't a vampire be good like why is he being so nice to me I don't understand like is this part of the master's plan but Giles says like no they're a demon at the core (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I can imagine how confusing this is. Like, she spent the last
2: X amount of years of her life fighting against this. Everything that she knows is that vampires are evil. But then what was he doing? Was this a long con? Like, was he just trying to trick her? Was this some sort of big plan. Like I would have a lot of the same questions. And then there is this like undeniable chemistry between them. What is that as well? And I think that I would probably have a hard time trying to like reconcile that in my mind that this was not like, gosh, is it a trick? Is it real? Like what's going on here? Like vampires are not supposed to be good people they're supposed to be what giles says demons so i think that like i would really struggle with all of this too but also i mean it's just so hard to resist angel i think that like i would want to have hope that there's something that like i didn't know
1: mm-hmm yeah, and I mean, you can understand Buffy's confusion because why is he helping her? Why is he her being her, like, guardian angel? Um, we see, we finally get a first look at Angel's apartment where he very much, like, lives underground. Uh, he has, like, a ton of old books. Um, and there's Darla. And, oh my God. This, okay, if the Angel reveal was huge, which it was, this one was, like, blew my mind where I'm like, holy shit, like, Angel and Darla have a past together? And even to the point where Angel's like, oh, the last time I saw you was in a kimono, which is very interesting.
2: Mm. Um, yeah,
1: what so, what yeah. what was
2: that about? Okay, Angel's
1: apartment literally looks
2: like a freaking bachelor pad. It gives me the ick, but that's okay. Uh, I can look past that. Uh, I really loved the reveal that Darla and Angel were an item at one point in time. We learn later on in the episode that Darla turned him... Uh, so this is like definitely much bigger than i anticipated and they used to be like really evil meanies back in the day um giles gives some lore in a little bit i don't know they're from an island i have no clue kevin's gonna have to explain this to me because whenever giles talks like out of reading a book i'm like glazing over but this was such a good twist and i really really enjoyed it and i think it was a good payoff because we've known darla since episode one and we've known angel from episode one or two, one of the early episodes. So for them to have like a connected point and even like, I mean, he even worked for daddy vamps at one point in time and was like the most evil vampire of all time for him. And I think that like having this background um, and having like this onion unpeel is very, uh, it's very appealing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: There we (laughs) go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I really liked this thing, Kevin, where we, we find out that, like, they were once kind of partners in crime, where they they killed people, right? Like, she talks about them in this earthquake. And I, I love the moment where she says, like, listen, you're acting like one of them, but you're not one of them. You're one of us. Look at the human blood in your refrigerator. Like, you're one of us. And he's like, mm, not exactly. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, cause like it's it's an interesting thing. We'll find out more even at the end of this episode, right? But like he does, he is still a vampire in, in physicality. He still has to drink blood, like he to survive. Like that's a thing he has to do. He still vamps out. Um, so like all those things are real. Uh, but he is a bit different. But there is this such fascinating shared history with these two. And we get some teases of it. And I'm so deeply curious too about like what the plan. Like, this is another reason I love this episode. Because, like, what was the plan at the time? Like, what did they what did what did they have in their head about what they wanted to do and like where things were gonna go? Because, like, some of this stuff, like I will say, like, there are flashbacks that will happen. And like that note of like the last time I saw you was in a kimono, like. That's gonna come up, like you know, like what does that
2: mean? Yeah, exactly. It's so
3: interesting. Yeah, in that that respect. Plus, also as a just sucker for lore, and like like you said, Sarah, just like like deeply traumatized (laughs) characters that I will end up loving. And also, like I have a thing for like evil characters. Like this note of him and Darla just being absolute fucking terror across all of europe is kind of incredible right like that sounds like
2: fun yeah it's such an
3: interesting fascinating just small nugget here right and like but it's so interesting and so cool and again i'm just trying to like save as much as possible without saying anything f- further mm-hmm. but like there's just so much interesting stuff that 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 gets lore dropped and then even to your point when giles comes and starts saying stuff there's like more Um uh, because yeah, we're finding I- out a lot about a lot of this <laughs>
1: I love that Darla is very much like if Angel is the angel, like Darla is like the devil on his shoulder being like, come to the dark side. It's so Mm -hmm. much more fun over here. Like, and I I love her kind of twisting the knife even further and being like, go ahead, tell Buffy about the curse. Like, see if that changes her mind. Then we cut to Giles who starts talking about like, okay, there, you know, I've heard about something. I had read it in like the diaries of the Watchers before me. Um and he says that like in two hundred years ago in Ireland there's a, a Angelus 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 yeah, Thank you I can't I, I look at it and I'm like I don't know where to like put the pronunciation <laughs> where to put the emphasis Um and so she like he asks like oh does she have uh, does he have a tattoo on his right shoulder and of course Zander's like you saw him naked me
3: <laughs> Xander priorities <laughs> we're talking about a deadly yeah. vampire
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> um but he says that like he left ireland uh and he wreaked havoc in europe for several decades then 80 years ago he came to america shunned other vampires and lived alone and there's no record of him hunting here Hmm. uh okay hold on so
2: this man is irish Mm -hmm. i don't know about that 240 years old he's 240 years and this is 1997 yes
3: uh yeah 97 or
2: 98
3: right?
2: yeah.
3: yeah 1997 uh, minus 240 mm-hmm. 1757 mm-hmm. all right pretty old yeah he's pretty uh, old he's like yeah
2: george washington old i
3: i will say this i've mentioned like you know flashbacks he is irish and mm-hmm. david Borianis is very good at a lot of things
0: <laughs> that, that ain't an, one of them. Oh,
1: Irish, that's gonna be fun. Oh, I can't wait. Listen, it
3: accent. is notorious. It's notoriously one of the hardest accents to do. So. This is such
2: a joke. Why couldn't he be like Greek or something? This like <laughs> this man looks like a Greek god, and he's like, oh, this is this is like old
1: uh, Patty O'Leary over here and jealous. Like, come <laughs> on. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's I, again we get Buffy trying to be like. Okay, like, but he's good. He didn't try to feed on me. Like, maybe he's actually okay. And they're like, yeah, but he's still a vampire. So, you know, you got to watch out. And Darla, meanwhile, she she's had enough. She's like, stop sending the three daddy vamps. Send me your favorite, Darla. I have a plan. Uh, And she says that Angel is going to kill her and come back to the fold. And we hear from Daddy Vamps that Angel was the most vicious creature he's ever met, which says a lot considering he knew Lucas and Darla, and he's Daddy Vamps. This is crazy.
3: Yep that's all I, that's all I can say is yep <laughs> yep.
1: Uh, and uh, Master's like okay, but. Why is he going to kill her if he likes her? And is like, because she's going to try to kill him. Oh. Uh, and Master is so pleased with this. He he turns to the little kid, Colin, and he's just like, see, this is how a family works together.
3: <laughs> That's <good. laughs>
2: he, he is such a family man, which I love. All he wants is for his family to thrive and for him to get up from the underworlds. That's it. Once again, all reasonable requests.
3: You were heading into territory. By the way, with everything you just are saying, this is just like we're heading into Daddy in the Streets, Master Nasheet's territory, and we are <laughs> in serious shit with that.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: there. I'm. I will fully go there.
0: This is so funny. <laughs> uh,
1: Buffy and Willow are like trying to study, but not really, because all Buffy can talk think about and talk about is Angel. And I, I have to say, I don't like that Willow likes Xander very obviously, but I do love that Willow is able to like be like, oh, we're talking boys. Okay, great. Sometimes I dream that Xander will just kiss me. And I'm like, okay, well, at least Willow is like willing to set aside the study for the girl moments, you know? Willow needs to grow up.
3: Oh, see? Willow, like you guys are talking about like the Xanders and the Angels too. For me, it was it's also very fascinating because um I watched this as it was happening. I have rewatched the series like twice after that, the whole thing. Um, I growing up as such a Willow person, and I still am, love Allison Hannigan. I love the character of Willow, um, and I really liked her, and I didn't like Buffy that much. Like I wasn't into Buffy. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't because like how the turntables have like by my by like my second like the second time I rewatched the series, it started to shift. And the most recent watch, I was just like, damn, I'm really into Sarah Michelle Geller. Like it is just like uh that, that shift, I think, in like as you get older and like where you're like what you're into, I guess. Yeah. Um, so like the 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 Sarah Michelle Geller Slayer attitude and everything, I was like real real into more they're just interesting to see that like the, again the change in the flip about like yeah. where that lands
2: i know that willow has to eventually get some edge and i'm just waiting for
1: that moment like well give i think me we both surmised she's gonna be like a witch or something didn't isn't that what we guessed like she was she's gonna get powers eventually or something i think um allegedly oh that's what we I, or I think that's at least what we guessed i feel like this is a show where like at some point during the run everybody's going to get some sort of powers, even if it is just, like, an episode like Xander and the Hyenas. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's going to get powers at some point. And it feels like, okay, if Buffy's going to be a Slayer, I feel like Willow, she could graduate to watch her, but I think Giles yeah. is around for the long haul. Wait,
2: did I tell you that Willow is a Jewish queen? No, I didn't know this. Yeah, she's she's Jewish. She celebrates mm-hmm. the Hanukkah.
1: Wow. I love for
3: her. Willow is canonically Jewish.
2: Yeah. Maybe she's into Kabbalah. Maybe that's what it is. There you go.
1: Um, but yeah, they're basically Buffy is like, oh, I'm going to have to kill him because I'm a slayer and he's a vampire and oh, my life sucks. Uh, and Darla is being a big old creeper and just listening in on this entire conversation. So she goes to Buffy's house and gets Buffy's mom to invite her inside because she says, Aww. I'm just a little school girl and I'm here to tutor. Uh, you I know what? I she's dressed I mean,
3: that way all the time.
1: <laughs> Buffy has a lot of tutors. <laughs>
0: She needs not
1: very good at school she
0: yeah, failed
2: yeah she needs yeah. It. Oh my God. When she little bit of a when bit when a when Joyce of a little bit of a darla's little vampire face in the door window is so scary i don't know like this these vampire makeups i know like people think it's a little cheesy but i just think it's like terrifying and like
0: yeah
2: yeah, to have like darla just like stare in there with her like little ugly face spooky um yeah don't let anybody in these people they lived through the 70s they lived through the ted bundy years like you don't invite bitches into your house nobody can come in. but she's yeah. a little school girl she nobody nobody's allowed <laughs> no in my house yeah. no not one person that's why like as a millennial woman if the doorbell rings you, you hide run to the bathroom and
1: hide. yeah you hide that's what yeah. i do yeah, yeah
2: so we we are not answering anybody or letting anybody into our houses or else you get darla who is
1: delightful in her own right well, but she, she has these cheeky lines. I love all her cheeky lines where she's just mm-hmm. like, oh, my family dates back to like the Civil War or the War of Independence. And then when she's like, oh, it was so nice for you to welcome me into your home. And when Joyce asks if she's hungry, <laughs> she's like, yes.
2: <laughs> How bad it would be if Darla was like, yeah, like my family's from the Civil War era. It's like, a bunch of confederate vampires the <laughs> like terrible terrible news
3: yeah uh, that's a that's a trope i don't love but exists it so exists heavily, right yeah and i right? yeah. dislike it because like twilight jasper fought for the confederacy oh i yep.
1: forgot that i'm yes. pretty sure that was the thing in true blood too true I'm pretty blood pretty
3: sure. bill fought for the yep yes. bill fought for the Confederacy. why when, are
2: they all racist vampires because-
3: there's a there's a romanticized thing about the Confederacy especially amongst the people who read vampire fiction, right? Like so there's like this whole thing with that. I again don't like. The one instance I thought was good is similar to like Buffy where they treat it that all vampires are essentially evil and wicked. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a scene where it's just a bunch of like the evil vampires and someone's talking to them and they talk about like how old one of them is and he's just like, "Well, I fought in the Civil War." and it's just like what side and he goes we lost and like it is Mm. meant to be like yeah he's evil like and i think that is that works but like your jaspers who are you know and your bills it's just like don't love that
2: Uh, yeah i forgot that jasper from twilight
3: was Mm -hmm. that's when he was turned right after there
1: um. Yeah, and I. This is also Angel has terrible timing because he comes in and uh, Darla has already been feeding on Joyce, and then I think this is a. I think this is also pretty common with vampires where it's like, okay, if they're horny, they get vampiry, and if they see blood, right? You see this look on Angel's face well, like he can hardly the resist. Could very
3: well be connected. <laughs>
1: that's true. Uh but he can hardly resist seeing like a little bit of blood on Joyce's neck and Darla shoves Joyce's like lifeless body into his hands and he is like trying so hard to resist like biting her and of course this is when Buffy walks in and sees and she thinks that Angel is the one who sucked her mom's blood. So, not great. Um she throws <laughs> she throws him out a window, which I'm like I don't know that that was necessary. You could have shoved him out the door. You know, now you have a broken window and like Are vampires allowed to to just climb in your window? Like, do they have to get accepted? You know, they can't?
3: Yeah. No, it's all, it's all, it's all like you can't enter even if, even through a window.
1: I don't know (laughs) if it was like a cop thing where it's like, oh, the door was open, (laughs) so I don't have to have a search warrant.
3: (laughs) <laughs> I made I made that joke in college once where I was just like cops are like vampires they can't come in unless invited.
2: <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm like,
2: uh, but poor.
1: This Buffy.
3: is a um
2: a fun piece of Buffy trivia, uh, Kevin. What is Buffy's address?
3: Ooh, that I don't know. I wow, about, what kind I'm of be like, What's real name? I'm like Buffy Ann Summers, obviously. Oh. <laughs>
2: Uh, sixteen thirty Ravello Drive.
3: Interesting. They they probably say it several times actually in the series. I just yeah. You know, I see. Here's the thing. I'm respectful. So I don't try to memorize a girl's address unless she directly gives it to me. <laughs> Fair
2: like, to you're not invited inside.
1: Where? I don't remember addresses. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Buffy calls uh, the you know, ambulance at, just as Willow and Xander are arriving and she's like, oh, Angel did this. And when Buffy gets a chance to talk to her mom, she's like, oh, your friend came over and I guess I slipped and cut my neck on a barbecue fork. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only <laughs> explanation. That makes only so much
2: sense. She's so clumsy.
3: Just the hoops they have to jump through to be like, yeah, that's what happened. Like <laughs> poor so Joyce. Funny.
1: It's so funny. It's so silly. Uh, Buffy, of course, is blaming herself. She's like, "Oh, I invited Angel into my house, meaning that's how he had access to my mom. This is all my fault. Like, I had I had feelings for him, and now I hate him, and I'm gonna kill him." <laughs> she she really, well, yeah. she, you know.
3: I mean, come on. Like, try to drink her mom as far as oh, it's she fair, yeah. very fair
1: reaction. Yeah, it's
2: a very yeah. unfortunate, wrong place, wrong time sort of situation. So I don't blame Buffy for at this point, being anti-angel. Like, she also is probably kicking herself because she trusted him, and she was trying to justify, you know, the fact that he's a vampire, and she's probably kicking herself because she usually trusts her instincts, but um, it's just, like, such an unfortunate event, and thank goodness that um, Giles is there because he was able to press Joyce a little bit and find out that it was darla that yeah. was the friend
1: that came thank goodness because otherwise we would have been so screwed yeah and also we get Chekhov's crossbow making a reappearance because buffy's yeah. like no i can't just use a simple stake." pulls out the crossbow and i was like yes <laughs> like, i don't know why Next i'm so excited crossbow. about buffy shooting a crossbow <laughs> are, <laughs> are you like, really like a big crossbow girly
3: it's in the credits, right? It's in the opening credits. So, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just,
1: there was something really exciting to me about like someone, because yes, a stake plunging and then the dusting is great, but it was going to be really exciting to me to like shoot a crossbow and then have the vampire like explode in dust, you know?
3: You know what? It's your it's your inner D&D character here. Because it you is, it loves any any bow and arrow, that's any where it's Any bow and at. arrow
1: will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Darla is really taunting Angel at this point in his apartment. She's just like, oh, she's hunting you. She wants to kill you. Of course she doesn't understand. Do you think she was going to look at that hideous vampire face and kiss you? <laughs> I love I mean, Darla maybe. so much. <laughs> okay. Will I still want to kiss...
2: Angel with his ugly vampire face.
1: The teeth, I think, is where I, it crosses the line for me. Not the fangs, but the jagged teeth yeah. gross me out. No, I would still do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
1: And uh, it's, I feel like. And this is also, I think, a common thing with vampire lore and, and and vampires on TV and stuff is, like, I feel like whenever you have their maker, right, like, Darla is Angel's maker, there's always, like, a sexual relationship between them. And I have to imagine that there was in this case as well that, like, Darla and Angel were, like, like – fucking in pools of blood like over okay Europe. i got yeah, you know. yeah, yeah yeah you know that they had crazy good sex crazy They're sex vampires good he... sex
2: yes yeah. crazy good sex um spoiler <laughs> yeah
3: they, yeah. they, did. Yeah,
2: yeah. Boy, did tell, they! You can just tell when two people have that sort yeah. of chemistry. It, well, especially when he from- pushes her
1: up against the wall, she's like, "Ooh, angel. oh, I love <laughs> a little bit of pushing up against the wall." <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, yep. And she, and she's like, "You're hurting me." She's like smiling. She's saying
2: <laughs> this is just a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah.
3: See, th- this is what like this is what I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> like this is the <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's so funny, and she. I think I. I like what Darla is trying to do here because I feel like we say all the time on reality TV, if you're gonna be the villain, revel in it. You know, play in the mud and enjoy it, and yeah. that's what Darla wants from Angel. She's like, enjoy it, live your eternal life, accept who you are, kill, feed, live. Like that's all she wants him to do, and he, he, he won't. He has like the moral high ground. Like, okay, that's what Angel. I think that I
2: do like about. Darla is that like she's bad? She knows she's bad, and she Mm -hmm. just like loves it. And I think that that's really fun to watch from a villain who is just like, I I just want to fuck some shit up, and it it is like very very fun. Too bad she's dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we get this like really epic Buffy Angel fight. Uh, Buffy is shooting crossbow bolts. And I, I was, I was very tickled. By
2: yeah, this, this is like what we call like kick, kick, punch, punch time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like How, how, how are we point? supposed to? It gets we're... better.
3: It gets better yeah. though. It does get better to kick, mm.
2: kick, punching. For... Yeah, like we're not going to be like football announcers and announce like every single part of the fight. But we, there is a crossbow fight, and uh, Angel almost gets hit. He wants, Her... He welcomes it. Her aim's not that good. She should
1: probably just yeah, stick yeah. with yeah, the, the so... quarter staff. I think, I don't know. A part of me wants to think that she like missed on purpose a little bit. She Although she did. is new. She is new with the crossbow bolt, but I feel like it is trippy when he's like, come on, kill me. Uh, like, come on. Why didn't you just kill me when you had the chance? And she's very confused. Like, again, this like reverse psychology is working on her. <laughs> she's like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Uh, and she's, she admits like, I've killed a lot of vampires, but I've never hated one. And like, now I do mm-hmm. uh, because you attacked my mom. Yes.
2: Yes. Okay, hold on. This is, like, such a good speech um, because he's, like, I'm uh, what did she say? What did he say? He said, hold on, hold on, hold well, on. Well, she says, on. you
1: attacked my family, yes, and he yes, said he that says, he, he killed like, I his. killed
2: mine. I killed their friends and their children. <laughs> like, that's rough. Uh, and then he says, for 100 years, I offered an ugly death to everyone I met – i love how dramatic he is and i did it with a song in my heart
1: yeah and this is where we get more lore so he said like what changed for him he fed on a girl about the same age as buffy beautiful and dumb as a post (laughs) but a favorite among her clan uh she was a gypsy the elders conjured the perfect punishment for me they restored my soul so kevin correct me if i'm wrong but basically what this means is like Normally, a vampire has no soul, so they don't have a conscience. They don't care about anything they do. They revel in it. But Angel is now cursed because while he still needs to feed on human blood to live, he now feels everything that he's doing and he has emotion about it. And so he's just tortured by his own actions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's he was
2: in Romania, I think, or yeah. in Russia. And then he, this is, he perceives this as a curse, which is so ironic because... For me, it's like for him to have a soul that seems like a blessing, but in the terms of like the curses with vampires, it's a curse. Um, yeah, so the
3: the the thing, the, the way that the, they'll sort of expand on the the lore as it goes about vampires, and they kind of really hit it here for the first time is that when you are turned into your vampire, your soul is essentially gone, and it's your body becomes possessed by like a demon. So like when you see a a thing vamp out, like that's almost like the demon face, like showing itself through your body. Um, So what's in there is not really you anymore. Technically, it's like this demonic, corrupted version of whatever you were. So normally, in the history of everything, that's it. Like you are now that. But when he killed this Romani girl, uh, the, the, the her her clan cursed him and essentially gave him back his soul but the problem becomes several fold where because he has a soul now he also has human feelings again so it's not just that he has to also kill people to survive it's all the people he killed which includes his family and as he mentioned children so Mm -hmm. like he murdered people he murdered a lot of people over a hundred years and now he has all of those memories all he, he can remember with with So he has like to, to grieve
1: all those deaths he he's already con- done too I'm- He has a
3: conscience that's the, actually yeah, the best it. he has a conscience now and like that is something that it's hard to sit with and know that like you did all that and like yeah. you're still a vampire so it's very much like that like if he was just a shithead it'd be fine but like he's yeah. ultimately you can see like he's a good person and he feels the, the the terrible about all the awful stuff he did.
1: Yeah. And this isn't like True Blood where there exists True Blood, which was like a manufactured like kind of human blood so that you didn't have to attack humans and take their blood. Like that doesn't exist canonically in this right. world.
2: It looks like he goes to like the blood bank and blood steals. Bank. Right. and yeah. robs steals blood banks. Yeah. yeah. Um Green flags. I'm telling you, like <laughs> it's all green flags. Yeah, yeah, honestly,
3: this makes him more attractive. I'm, I'm not. Gonna yes. lie, this. Makes oh, him of course more it attra- does. Yeah, yeah,
2: and like the fact that like the Romani think that this was a curse. This is a gift. He's special. Well, He's a also, special, special man.
3: This is also what cracks me up about the the the, the um uh twilight situation because like edward's whole deal is like he's like i'm a monster and edward only kills bad people he doesn't have to even drink people because they can drink bear blood and deer yep. blood so, like, vegetarian vegetarian mm-hmm. vampires but he's just like i'm a monster and it's just like dude look at you know what angel did like that's the like angel that you could be like ooh yeah vampire being a vampire is not good like you have an interesting situation but anyone that gets turned into a vampire, that's bad. They do very, very bad things. And like Angel has to live with a lot of guilt. It just always cracked me up that comparison between Edward being like, I'm well, a monster. And we all know Angel, that Edward's a literal monster. Yeah.
2: Edward's like a weepy baby, like mm-hmm. little bitch, to be honest with you. He always has been, he always will be. Um
1: anyway back uh back to buffy from twilight or twilight why uh, anyway why anyway
2: like well, what?
1: guess <laughs> we have the rest of the episode to talk about well, it's true. It's true. yeah sure sure um, sure so uh buffy like finds out that it wasn't angel that you know bit her mom and so she's like offers uh uh angel her neck and this is when darla comes in and she talks about how like oh uh do you know what the saddest thing in the world is to love someone who used to love you and and buffy's like oh my gosh like you guys were involved and we find out for several generations they were
2: involved (laughs) wow a long-term relationship (laughs) this is almost as long as my ex relationship they were that Mm -hmm. together that long Mm -hmm. uh you know everybody has baggage it's okay everyone has baggage
3: i have to call out one line uh well i guess there's like two but the one that like hit it first was when darla showed up she does say that line do you know what the worst thing is and buffy's response to her like snap immediately was that hair on top of that outfit
1: yes and she said, it.
3: yeah like a second later she says something else and it's just like right buffy was a mean girl like before yeah, she, she says you're looking a, a little player, worn
1: around the eyes
3: yeah yeah she was a mean girl she was a cheerleader mean girl before becoming the slayer and it's just like ah yeah those are those moments for a show Mm -hmm. yeah she
2: just like connects to that bit of her where Mm -hmm. she's like full snark and like i love it bite to it it's a lot of fun yeah
1: um
2: and also yeah like darla is not is like kind of like an uggo when she turns into a vampire but she's still hbic um i think that like uh buffy's was definitely bothered to know that angel and darla had oh definitely a thing
1: yeah definitely and we find out that like it seems like the reason angel didn't join darla like being daddy vamps's favorite is because of Buffy. He says, "Like you." She says, "You threw that away because of her." You love someone who hates us. You're sick. Uh, I think that's so interesting. And then my favorite part about this is I was very excited about the crossbow. Okay, like I was so excited about that. And then Darla just whips out guns, and I was like, "Shit, we're bringing guns to this fight." <laughs> this is so you a crossbow unfair. to a gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where did
2: Darla get guns from?
3: Well, I mean, it's America anywhere.
2: (laughs) yeah. She she got the local Walmart. What am I talking about?
1: And maybe I'm stupid, but like, okay. So Buffy does take a shot at Darla with the crossbow bolt and she hits her in the abdomen. Does she, she needs to hit her in the heart for it to be effective? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you could stake someone anywhere.
3: No, stake to the heart.
1: That's, oh that's, so she had a slight school
3: yeah. that's
1: unfortunate yeah so she has, she has a slight miss uh and this is when willow and xander and giles arrive and they call out like it was darla Rah! yeah she we've been it.
2: new we've been new <laughs> like freaking
3: useless over here
1: mm-hmm. uh and then just we get more of actual
3: guns <laughs> she's so yeah. insane
1: that she she just pulls out guns I loved it. I love especially the Darla sliding backwards on the pool table while Mm -hmm. shooting the guns. It was so funny to me.
2: (laughs) She's like in a Quentin Tarantino movie now.
1: It's ridiculous. But luckily, Angel is there to save the day as he stakes Darla. She falls to the ground and dusts everywhere.
2: The level of disrespect to... To disrespect the person that made you. How dare he?
3: Um, The way she says to where she's just like Angel. Like she says it's like confused. And I'm just like oh man I love this. This is so good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But
2: yeah no like it is like it's very heroic. And I think like once again like I think that like especially because Angel has this conscious. Conscious and like knows that like partially like all of everything that happened to him that was horrible was because of Darla like, and like he has to live like this because she made him, she turned him. It's like, I mean, this is like years in the making. I'm shocked that like this hasn't happened sooner. And I think that this is what like he needed to like, I don't know, like just close this part of the book. And like, also like, it's a bit of like a temptation. Like she, he was like, she was tempting him to come back to the dark side. So um, and it's obviously a show of good faith to Buffy that, like, he is not on Darla's side. He is not on the Master's side. So I think it like had to happen in order for them to move forward in any capacity—a working relationship, an actual relationship, a little bit yeah. of both.
1: Yeah, and I love that we immediately cut to Daddy Vamps and his ginormous temper tantrum oh, yeah. that his favorite is dead. <laughs> I-, I love this. And he's just like, he's very upset because he says, oh, to lose her to Angel, oh, he was supposed to be my right-hand man. And this little fucking boy is just like, he'll
3: kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> just- that child, I can't. <laughs>
2: This is why you never trust little kids in these mm-hmm. types of movies. Not wrong.
3: Yeah. yeah That's full stop. Don't trust children.
2: Just don't trust the children.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, little evil shitbag. Um okay, so now, hold on. Not it's not only bad enough that the bronze has a like bring your own bug to kill party. They have another party, post fumigation party. This mm-hmm. is disgusting. How about like, they just have the bronze be, like, properly cleaned. This would not pass any inspection.
1: This show is very grungy. Like, they love a grunge aesthetic. They love the dark. I feel like 90% of this show takes place in the dark, obviously because vampires don't come out Vampire. in the light. Uh, so I just think they're leaning in. Mm. Yes. But, um. Yeah. So, oh, my God. This is, like,
2: my favorite part of the entire episode because they she's, like, dealing with, like, everything that just happened and angel of course comes in and they talk and like, they're like, we can't see each other anymore. It's just like, you know, like you're Romeo and I'm Juliet. Like it just would never work out. But then they get like super close. And I think they they kiss, do they kiss again. I think they might kiss again, but she's wearing this giant metal cross and it burns a giant like scar on his heart. And he's like, and she says to him, like, does it hurt and you're thinking like oh like does it hurt the fact that they can't be together anymore and he's like yes it's very painful but but he now has this giant cross scar in his chest it's very cool it's very I have to assume it's right. gonna fade like no it's there for life yeah. Sarah. they're <laughs> vampires they heal don't they things, like they don't yeah. what do you think they have scar ointment over here like they don't need it they're vampires they're
3: vampires <laughs> Yeah. Are you it, Googling?
2: It, I see her Googling. It, it, it,
3: it heals. They heal. They heal very quickly. No, no, uh, no, no,
2: no. What man, Kevin is, has seen the show. No, wait, is I it? The show is sponsored by Moderma? Like, no way. That oh scar my. would never I will, go I away. I will tell you
3: also that vampires survive and, and heal from a lot worse than that. <laughs> That's right. Okay. This, uh, I thought this, this, this was like a
2: thing. Like, I thought that he was now branded no. by, like, Buffy's Cross for, like, metaphorical.
3: You know what? Well, literal I mean, and metaphorical. Fuck this! I guess. Fuck
2: this! I don't like this scene anymore. This is all ruined for me. <laughs> I'm very Sorry. upset.
1: Well, they do get they do get one last kiss, um, which I think it's a little bit better on Buffy's end this time, but it's still a little over the top in a way that like feels a little forced she's
3: again she's she's very early day she's trying yeah she's Do trying her need,
1: best. she needs her intimacy coach um <laughs> but that's our episode um i really loved this episode i really like getting the lore of the show i think that's like a really fun aspect knowing that as a big part of the show later on and we're just in season one i like the big reveals of I, we got like a bunch of reveals not only is angel a vampire but a, a cursed vampire and he has a history with darla all of that was really exciting i guess like my one con is that we no longer have darla but um she could come back and flashback for and we could see her and angel fucking all the way across europe that will be fun um reveling maybe- i can't wait to see an evil angel that'll be fun hmm,
2: maybe that's just what the show angel is about is it a prequel maybe i I don't i mean i won't
3: say anything about that i'll just keep uh, again i'm gonna keep my mouth shut about any information (laughs) because any information heads into spoiler territory with
2: all due respect kevin every single time i say something i turn away from you so i don't read your reactions but i do want to say once again beautiful glasses today
0: thank you now that i'm (laughs) actually
2: looking at you you look great so but it no, was, it was because- smart
3: to turn away I tried my best but some things I'm just like yeah mm, I would w- just yeah. make a face because I
2: had it's <laughs> <laughs> the only way and also for anybody that's concerned about like us like picking up on spoilers once again Jessica and I are stupid idiots that have zero memory and we will also not true. remember
1: anything so yeah. we are we are unspoilable pretty much yeah um all right let's get into some feedback that we got we did get some feedback on this episode we got an email from joy um she said shout out to all the doctor who and smallville references because she's currently watching both of those shows so shout out Amazing. to you too, kevin look at that um uh she says she's really excited for watching buffy because it's one of her all-time favorite shows and they her and her husband re this and angel yearly she said Ooh. which is really interesting uh she says it's such a part of pop culture that she's fascinated that we're pretty spoiler we're pretty unspoiled on the whole show mm-hmm. um so uh she said uh your suspicions that uh angel is it was an angel and that we'd see his wings was almost as funny as the dueling calculators and knowing the difference between hostess and little debbie mm. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: she said she was shocked though when she originally watched it so she hopes we were as well uh, and she said, uh, Bye bye, Darla, who had a short time on the show but lives on forever because of Julie Benz's portrayal. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, um, that was actually my main takeaway. That I thought that uh, the actress that played Darla did a very good job, she's very compelling.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, Angel might be why she prefers the broody and mysterious guy, he's so dreamy. Hello, salty goodness, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she wants us to keep an eye on Cordelia because she says she's a really good arc on the show, which is very interesting to me because I hate Cordelia and her ugly ass outfits right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she says, the older I get, the more I like Giles. He has some of the best lines and he is a silver fox. Uh, she agrees with our takes on Xander. Daddy he's Giles. her least favorite of the group. <laughs> G- Daddy Giles. He's He's incredible um she says she does prefer xander over dawson which is very fascinating i feel like that will be interesting to track as well joy
3: what's sophie's Sophie's choice is this
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh and apparently we're going to see four or five people from dawson's creek on here wow i cannot wait for that so many people yeah um, she says season one is her least favorite season, but it's not bad; it's pretty solid. Um, and uh, she says season two is her personal favorite, oh. so that's really exciting. Season um,
3: two is my personal favorite
1: too. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, so that that was our email from Joy. So thank you so much, Joy, for for sending that email in. Um, we also got an email from Linda. Uh, she said she feels like Xander made the right decision last episode by saying he didn't remember what happened while he was possessed by the hyenas, hmm. uh, because he, th- she thinks that he was protecting Willow and Buffy's feelings. So that's really interesting. Um, I felt like it was more of Xander's self-preservation. <laughs>
3: <but> <laughs> column A, column B, honestly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could be either. Um, she's, she said she was really excited for us to, to see this episode. Uh, it, the way it has brought me so much joy and provided so much laughter listening to you guys discuss Angel being an actual angel. I wish I could have seen your reactions when you found out that not only is he a vampire, but Darla is his ex and his sire. Oh, sire! That's a sire. I was
3: gonna say like actually, there's a word for it in the book. Yeah, I feel sire. like
1: maybe True Blood is where they said maker, and that's where I got that Probably. word from. um Because that's just I feel like I the thing like that it I've was seen the most of in
2: the movie. episode. I wouldn't have picked Could've up been, right. Mager from anywhere else. I think that it was in the episode, at least. Maybe once. it was. Yeah, it, uh,
3: it might she be said like a, they 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 drop sire as the, as a the go to term later on, but it is mm. it does become like sire becomes the go to sire term makes the sense. Yeah.
1: we're getting the, we're getting the Buffy lingo I know that's like a big thing Buffy speed I need a glossary up in here I, I do um also I don't know about you but murdering your ex in front of me is a huge red flag how are you guys feeling about getting vamp angel versus angel as an actual angel are you disappointed we'll never see his wings or more excited now because of the forbidden love of it all uh, keeping it 100 i'm not a ba- bangle bangel bangel buffy and angel bangel mm. shipper myself i tend to zone out whenever they have scenes together what? wow That's Linda. um okay so sarah are you disappointed that angel is not an actual angel i'm so
2: rarely correct in my life that i'm not surprised that i'm wrong um <laughs> it's a little disheartening to realize that i know nothing but, um, am I disappointed? No, because, like, it, it was a really interesting and cool twist. And in a way, she, he still is uh, her guardian angel because he's always popping in, trying to save her. But, I mean, like, yeah, like, it would have been really cool if I was, like, I'm right. Like, I got this right this whole time. But then everybody would have thought that I cheated. So, yeah.
1: I don't I kind of like this better because... Obviously, the forbidden love aspect, but also I like that he's not just a normal vampire. He's not a normal vampire. He's a cool vampire. (laughs) He's a vampire with soul. Um, So I like (laughs) that aspect of it. I think it definitely makes things more interesting between Buffy and Angel and Buffy's relationship with vampires in general. I cannot see
2: myself, like, not shipping Bangel
1: because
2: mm-hmm. i just like i just love the vibes well, i'm plus like, so there's really one of the
1: vibe. other options currently like not her and xander so like it's like those that's really our only option currently i'm sure we'll get more later but is oh, an independent woman she doesn't need no man also that
3: also yeah you know not 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 terrible i suppose yeah mm-hmm. but
1: um, yeah. <laughs> we also got an email from david um And uh, he says, this is an episode, there are episodes like this that stand a little taller than the rest and advance the characters, their relationships, and the plot all forward. To put it in D&D terms, this episode levels everything up, which I would agree. I feel like this is my favorite episode so far. Um, I've loved a lot of episodes, but this one I felt like is really the the best one so far. Um, And uh, he says, it also goes a long way towards showing why we used to call the anointed the annoying one. Back in the day, that is so funny.
3: Yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know your opinions on the Anointed One, but we called him the annoying
1: one. I mean, he's a little shit. Like, I mean, yeah. honestly, you put a little kid on my television screen, like a seventy percent chance I'm not going to like that Also,
3: not every kid is going to be like a Dakota Fanning or a Haley Joe Osmond. It's just like oh you're, you're going to get what yeah. you get, yes. and unfortunately, you know, yeah.
2: those Fanning girls can act themselves out of yep. anything. They're,
1: both of them are so, so good talented so good yeah uh david also says that the the annual fumigation party at the bronze makes him think that uh this is why the bronze has to cater to underage patrons because they can't buy <laughs> alcohol <laughs> and it keeps the it keeps away the real paying customers <laughs> <laughs> probably they're like oh
2: these kids don't care about the bugs is yeah. disgusting i'm not gonna lie so gross
1: yeah uh, he also says that, like, he really likes the way that they did the the reveal for Angel. So, like, first we get the reveal that he's the vampire, and then later in the episode we get, oh, he's a vampire with a soul, um, and that is like very, very interesting. Of course, he also mentions the um, like, the idea that he's tortured by the guilt for what he did previously, um, and he says like, uh, he thinks that David Boreanis is proving that he's more than just a pretty face, and that's why Angel got his own show, which. I can kind of see that like to be fair prior to this episode Angel was literally just one-liner cryptic guy like this is the episode that really gives him a big I don't want to say a personality because I don't think he has a big personality yet but like you know more of a backstory
3: I mean yeah it's hard to develop a personality with just like the few times he's getting there but this definitely helps propel it in the right direction also uh, on a defensive date not defense but like on david Boriana, that man works that is that man has been on tv since 1997
1: yeah bones right that's bones because
3: he went yep he went from buffy to bones to swat like he has been on tv nonstop since
1: 1997 yeah this is fair uh david also wants to shout out darla and her plan to go guns akimbo on buffy <laughs> that's how you counter a crossbow oh, i guess uh-huh. So and wild. it's he's so right because he says it isn't something you expect from a vampire, which is what I liked because I was like, holy shit, she's just whipping out guns. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> uh but yeah he's really excited that we got to this point and can't wait to hear us talk about it so thanks so much for sending in feedback David and everybody else uh this episode was so much fun Kevin I'm so happy that you chose this one to come on for Uh, I'm so
3: glad I got it because I was just (laughs) like okay there's a few I want this is the number one I wanted this season and so I'm so happy I got on for it uh and it was it's just such a great episode and like yeah knowing now that you guys don't didn't know and like there's stuff you don't know at all it's really exciting because it really does set into play a lot of things that I think are are going to be big in the series because it does a lot of vampire lore as well that'll play out throughout. And it's just yeah, it's it's really good stuff. And uh, I'm I'm so I'm so pumped for you all to go through this journey for the first time.
1: Yeah, Sarah, do you want to know what next week's episode is titled? We always play this game at the end of every episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, I would love to know. It is I Robot, you Jane. Okay. It's like very Tarzan, right? Like i Tarzan, Eugene. Well,
2: iRobot is uh at the well, very a least a movie. Well
1: Where's it's a show, it show too, but it came out after this. So
2: probably a comic book. I don't know. Uh so, so that's that's I don't Are you know. Are we getting robots?
1: I love robots. I'm a big Listen, robot girly. We got an episode called The Pack with the werewolves. I don't know. We might not get any robots. <laughs> Just
2: saying. Um I'm I imagine if it was if it's robots, then I'm into it. I love robots. I well, okay, hold on. This is my thing about robots. I just want to say that I respect all robots because when they take over, I don't want them to go against me. True. Fair. So I re- love For them
1: to pull this this clip and know that you're with them. I've been saying for years I'm with them. I don't, don't want them to fuck with me. <laughs> um, Kevin, thank you so much again for for coming on. Any final thoughts and where can people find you if they want to see what else you're up to?
3: um final thoughts i mean i truly truly again love this show i think it's influenced me uh, in terms of storytelling and writing so much i think it's so brilliantly executed in terms of the character development character arcs just this type of idea of um taking a supernatural and blending it with like real life the show is especially brilliant at taking moments that are very uh, teenage and making them real and comparative to, like, the stuff you're battling, which I think is very, very interesting. Um, the nightmares, of course, of stuff like this, of, like, you know, the, the, the guy you're interested in and, like, what your job... Like, there's just so much here that plays into that. So I think it's just so clever. And also, the bad guys are all unique. Like, the master is great, but there are some great villains throughout the series. I think they're all very unique. And like Darla, I think almost every villain revels in just, I'm bad, and I kind of love that. Because uh, they have a good time with it. it is not just like mustache twirling evil. It's like a very <laughs> evil. Um, so yeah, I, I truly love the show. I hope I get to come back uh, for for more episodes in season two because I would love to like keep talking about this stuff forever. Um, and yeah, uh, as for people can find me, I mean I'm places. I, I I do I do things. I guess if you wanna. Uh, find me on Instagram. I'm the Mahadman. on Twitter. I'm Kev Bahadeo. I guess I'm not really on Twitter much anymore. That, that's 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 really it <laughs> for now, I guess.
1: <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Where can people find you?
2: Mm, you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. I'm not doing that much uh, as well, really. I mean, I'm doing Felicity and I'm doing Buffy, and we're covering Never Been Kissed this week for uh rom-com the movie (laughs) yes
1: i can't wait to crash it kevin it's gonna be a mess it's gonna be i'm for sure i'm gonna be having to
2: put on my boxing gloves because i watched it and i i don't know if i have a problem with it maybe it's because i I mean like i don't know like i mean who cares really love is love
3: like he thought she was in high school. 17. He was a teacher.
2: Yeah. And that was his
3: student.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I also come from the world of pretty little liars. And I heard that Ezra and Aria, it was okay that they were together.
1: No, it wasn't. Okay, that's an it argument is- for another day. Uh you can find the <laughs> podcast at shit 90s pod. You could find me at the Sterling. Uh Buffy podcasts come out every Thursday and Felicity podcasts come out most Mondays when I don't accidentally lose the audio. Like I did last week. So apologies for Stop that
2: yourself up. It's fine. I
1: know it's just been the first time I ever lost a podcast in three and a half years and it broke my heart, but it's okay. We move on. Uh, next week is I robot you Jane. We are continuing on our guest to Palooza and we will have another guest on next week with us, but thank you all for listening. Um, And hold on. I got to find what I'm supposed to say. Here we go. Okay. Are you ready? To end the podcast, here
0: endeth the list. Just ask. shit not I show start me?